Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. I could talk about this forever. You already know the drill. If you need awesome laser edge glassware at wholesale prices and you are a bourbon group, you are a store, you're a distillery, you got to talk to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would be happy to get you in touch with them. They have amazing prices and do amazing work at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Make this summer the coolest summer ever with Orca. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hardside coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers. They're ready to have your name on it. I got a hard cooler, a soft cooler. I got a few of these whiskey barrel tumblers. I'm getting ready to make my barbecues awesome. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order at Orca Coolers. That is code DADS20. Adds 20 and you're going to get 20% off. And that actually means something pretty substantial when you go to get a new cooler. So check them out. OrcaCoolers.com. Use code DADS20 for 20% off. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. You want action? Get in on the action at Action247.com. The only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And it is the NHL playoffs. The Preds are playing against the Carolina Hurricanes. So for every Preds playoff games, if the Preds win, you win. Bet $5 on the game and you'll get a $10 free bet for every goal the Preds win by. So if they win by four to one, you're going to get a $30 free bet. The Grizzlies are also in the playoffs. NBA playoffs are going on. Bet $5 on the Grizzlies. If they win, you get your winnings plus a $12 free bet. And of course, if you use code DADS100, they are going to match up to $400 of your deposit. Check out all the boosts they have. Visit the special section of their sportsbook at action247.com. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and I am San Zeke Baker. But together, we make the Dad Shrinker Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Here's the part where I would normally say hello, Zeke, but he left me hanging. And I don't know why he left me hanging because we have an awesome guest, and we are doing something a little bit outside the box today. We have a very, very talented musician. His name is Ryan Humbert from The Shootouts which I could only describe as Robert's Western World Poster Child Band. I mean, that is my favorite (laughs) honky-tonk in Nashville, Tennessee, where we live. If you haven't been to Robert's, you need to go to Robert's and get a bologna sandwich and listen to some great honky-tonk music. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much. I was told there'd be bologna sandwiches. Is Is that not a thing? We are very far away. Now, I sent you some samples. If I sent you a bologna sandwich, too, it probably would have gone bad by now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, this was very cool. Uh, I loved getting this package in the mail with these uh, little samples to try for this. So this this is pretty unique. So to set this up for people, a lot of our listeners like to send us a blind. And we figured, you know, our friend Sarah, who works in PR, came and reached out to us and said, I have this awesome band. I really want to get them on the show. And I said, great. How are we going to weave whiskey in? And she's like, good (laughs) question. And I was like, wait, what if I send him a blind? So we sent Ryan a blind. 
He has three whiskeys to try. He has no yep. idea what they are. And I asked her, full disclosure, I said, Sarah, what kind of whiskey does he like? And she said, as long as it's brown, he likes it. <laughs> yeah, I told I told Sarah, I said, you know, I'm not real picky. I like bourbons. I like uh, I tend to like bourbons over scotches and things of that nature. I can't say I'm super picky and, and I don't really know a lot about whiskey outside of bourbons because it's not really where my interest is. So, you know, but when it comes to bourbons, I'm really not that picky, but I guess we will see tonight, you know, today here, we'll see how, uh, how picky I am with this blind taste test. I know there are three whiskeys. I'm <laughs> very excited for you to taste them all. Maybe they're bourbon, maybe they're other stuff. You have no idea. That's a good point. I really don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I'm putting a lot of faith in you here. <laughs> well, I love, uh, what'd you say? You had a friend come over that asked what was under your counter. Yeah. He, he asked what was in these bottles and he said, it, they look like bottles of urine. He said, you're very trusting to do <laughs> well, I think if I sent you something that really was dog piss, like right. nobody would ever come on the show ever again. That's a good point. Yeah, right. So there is a little bit like you have to trust me because I wouldn't screw myself over that much. Yeah, Sarah would not be happy. And and word <laughs> would get around. Nashville is a small city. Yes, it, yes, it is. would yes, be like, is. don't go on the dad. They're yeah. going to punk you. Well, and the other thing too that's kind of appropriate, as I as I mentioned to you off mic here when we were before we started recording, is that there's a song on the new album called Rattlesnake Whiskey, and we actually did Rattlesnake Whiskey, uh, some stuff that kind of ties in with that song. We did a shot glass, we did a Rattlesnake Whiskey T-shirt, and we also did uh, colored vinyl, and we did a Rattlesnake Whiskey colored vinyl. It's like a brown and black swirl that you can kind of see through, and so we kind of went all in on some of the merch with the Rattlesnake Whiskey theme. It was a song that we we've been performing for years, and we didn't record it for the quick draw record that was our debut album in 2019 we didn't cut it for that and it just didn't really fit that batch of songs and i literally had fans that were pissed that were kind of like where is that song why isn't it on the on the album with this batch of songs you know with the new record bullseye it felt like a good fit we played it for uh, our producer chuck mead and and he thought it was a great idea he thought it was a great song and so we did it and now uh i think we find we got a definitive version of it and uh, made those fans happy that that liked the song from the live shows, and so we thought, well, let's let's have some rattlesnake whiskey merch as well. So I am going to be taste testing these in our new rattlesnake whiskey shot glasses. <laughs> well, one thing I will tell you is I don't know if you know about you know there's DSPs and NDPs. So DSPs yep. are distilling spirits producers, and and NDPs are non distilling producers. So you could go buy some whiskey from someplace and do a custom rattlesnake whiskey bottle i we see you know it's funny you mentioned that we kind of talked to a handful of distilleries about doing something like this the, the problem was liquor laws we had a company that was in kansas that wanted that loved it loved the idea wanted to do it because of liquor laws like and me living in ohio they couldn't even send you know samples and all this other stuff and, and they we literally wouldn't have been able to even sell their product in ohio or in tennessee or in other you know so, you know, I'm sure there's ways around that. And uh, I would be I would be game for talking to you about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of it is like if you find an online retailer, the online retailer is kind of a loophole around getting distribution in each one of those states. I mean, 
Right. And it's something like for you guys, if you're building a brand and you actually want to be in different states, you want to be in Ohio, you want to be in Tennessee, you want to be in Kentucky, you want to like you want to actually be in liquor stores in those states. Yeah. Well, then you got to go through distro, then you got to actually get a license in each state. Right. That's a whole thing to do. But like if you're like, hey, we got this song coming out on our new album and we're just trying to promo it and we got, you know, maybe... 3,000 bottles, maybe a thousand bottles, whatever it is. And it's yeah. like the shootouts, number one fans. If you're on our fan club, we're going to give you a passcode to this website that sells online. Like that's a different story. Then you just got to go uh, through see, TTB and do that. I love this idea. I'm uh, we're, we're gonna have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> I know we're, we're, fr- I mean, we already figured out like the 10 minutes that we talked before this, that I I think that we're going to have a good time hanging out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, so let me, I'm going to try this, this uh, first one here. Yeah. Try the first one. I want to know what you think about it. And then we will uh, talk about how the shootouts kind of got started. Well, that's pretty good. It's good. Got a bite to it. Yeah. We're going to rank them. So what we'll do is you'll, you'll taste them. We won't go too in depth. We'll talk about the whiskey at the very end. We'll have you rank them blind because that's the fun thing. Like you might actually say that something that somebody thinks is the best thing ever. You actually have third, whatever it is. I will tell you that I did not throw any turds in here. You have some good variance in price, and that would be the only surprising thing. I know I'm giving yeah, you a I, lot of hints here. That's but okay. I, that's all right. I mean, I, listen, I don't think I would guess them without without some help. But, you know, it's funny you mentioned this, too. I, I have a, had an old friend that kind of fancied herself a bit of a wine snob. And we did a, a blind taste test party, me and about 15 friends one night. And, of course, she was, you know, a little high and mighty about some of the choices and some of the things that she, uh, you know, that she, she was tasting. And then, uh, because it was a blind taste test, you know, she didn't know what was going on, but there was a wine that she just was really, really negative about and, and thought it was terrible and awful and because she was so good at this. And it turned out it was the wine that she brought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kid you not at the end of the party, she was crying. I will tell you that when we get the samples, like I told you, we get the blinds from the listeners. There's always a fear. Like there was one, a Nashville barrel company pick somebody sent us and we were worried that it was our pick, like the barrel that we picked. And sometimes they do that to us. They'll send us back and we're like, I don't know if I like this too much. It's like, oh shit. Did we pick that? No, no, we didn't. We're good. You're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) It wasn't ours. We're good. That's funny. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about how the shootouts got started. I know you said that you were in Nashville in 2008 to record your first record. Was that the shootouts or was that somebody else? No. So that was just me. So, you know, when I was younger, I I just was kind of a solo singer songwriter, did stuff that was kind of pop rock, kind of Americana, you know, and I look back fondly at those records. I made three solo records in Nashville. And I think that those records now I look back at them and I think there's definitely some strong points. There's some things that I look at that like with any artist, you kind of cringe a little bit. I mean, no artist is ever happy. If you know some artists, you know what I'm talking about. And I, I, I think that those records were me kind of finding myself a little bit. And so uh, it wasn't until about 2014, I met a guy named Brian Poston. And Brian, young, amazing guitarist, and we kind of hit it off. He started playing guitar with me, but we kind of bonded over our love of just vintage, real, traditional country music, the kind that they're not really playing on country radio anymore. And we, we kind of said, man, wouldn't it be fun to just go out, book a night at some bar 
at some venue and put a band together and go out and do nothing but classic country songs, just stuff we love, stuff that you don't hear anymore, just for fun. Like, we didn't care if anybody showed up to see it. We just wanted to go do this to have fun. And uh, if you know anything about me, my background is, is marketing and, and design and all this stuff. And, I, and so I, uh, my, one of my favorite slogans or mottos is anything worth doing is worth overdoing. I and would agree so, with that. Yes, I love I You know, it's how I, how I look at a lot of things. And so uh, our very first show, we went into it with a, with a band name, with, you know, with the, the look and the image, with a strong song list. And, um, it was just meant to be fun. That was it. It was meant to be a side project. I, I never thought that this was going to be what I was doing full time as a musician. So we played our first show at a venue in Cleveland, Ohio in October. I think it was October 5th, 2015. That was our first show as the shootouts. And we started the set and we had, a, you know, we had a pretty good crowd of people that followed me as a singer songwriter, but I think more than anything, there was like morbid curiosity. Like, what the hell is this guy doing now? You know, and I'll tell you what, the response was fantastic. But more than anything, it was literally like somebody plugged me into an electric chair during that set. I mean, it was like electric just, you know, course through my body. And I, I, all of a sudden, everything made sense. Like, you know, my my musical upbringing, uh, the music that I listened to with my mom, the music I listened to with my dad, my grandpa, when I first started playing guitar playing old country gospel songs with my grandpa in his basement. I mean, all this stuff just clicked and it made sense. And all of a sudden I, I thought to myself, wow, there's no way this is just a side project. You know, th there's clearly potential here. It, it, it felt like I finally um, was making music with maybe my heart as opposed to my head. You know, it was, it was really pretty special, man. It was really a unique turning point for me. And, and I think another uh, indication of that is my longtime backup singer, Emily Bates. We've been singing together now for 18 years. I like to tell people we started when we were four. Not true, but you know, we've been singing together now for 18 years. And she was a member of my Ryan Humbert, you know, solo project. And when, when the shootout started, she was kind of like, ah, great. This is a side project, fun little thing for the boys to go do. I can have a little bit more time off whenever they go do these shows and no big deal. And uh, I kept telling her, Em, I think you need to come do one of these. I think you need to, I really think you should come do one of these. And I knew that she had a background in country music growing up, you know, singing harmony to the Judds with her dad in a pickup truck in Indiana, you know. And so um, we, we played at uh, my grandpa's 85th birthday party. We threw a massive party at a big patio at a, at a concert venue restaurant and about 150 people there. And the band played and she said, well, I'll do anything for grandpa. I'll come sing with the band that day. You know, I'll give it a shot just for fun we walked off stage that day and she goes, I get it now. You know, that was it. And that was never, that was the only conversation we ever had about her being a part of the shootouts. It was, we walked off stage and she said, I get it. And that was it. And, uh, you know, we've never looked back and I, I'm so glad that, that I found this. I mean, maybe a few years later than I would have liked looking back, but also, uh, you know, who really gives a shit, you know, like it, it, I, I think I found this at the right time. Oh, I think that outlaw country, the honky tonk, right? It really, it's the picking style and yeah. it just is a different feeling. Like when you oh, hear man. that and you hear the way that like more slappy than yeah. country is now. And there's, you know, sure. there's a little bit of like you feel the notes on the guitar 
And I say this from somebody who plays the guitar very shitty and played covers <laughs> in bars and in college. And, yeah. you know, you, you talk about a pop rock band. I mean, I was in an emo band in high school. So like, nice. you know, <laughs> we must be around the same age if we were in an emo band in high school. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, and, that's funny. You know, talked about girls break it up with us, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. But it's yeah. But I love like Americana, alt country honky tonk bluegrass like i have a huge affinity for that well and i think the thing is too john that it's like you know what you hear on the radio on country radio on a on a country radio station nowadays you know it it has its time and its place and i i understand the appeal of it even though it's not something that appeals to me necessarily i understand the appeal of it but it's just basically pop music that is made for a quote unquote country crowd, if that makes sense. Well, I have I a theory like, here, not to cut you off, yeah. but I have a huge no, theory. If you think about what hip hop is right now and what yeah. country is right now, yeah. they are singing and rapping about the same exact thing. Yeah, they kind of are. And it's, it's, I tell, I told somebody one time, I said, country music nowadays is just essentially pop music with the fiddle mixed way in the back, you know, like background. So, I mean, it's um, but that being said, I mean, I'm not trying to dog that genre. There's a lot of success there. There's a lot of artists that that um, are doing good work. And, and and honestly, you know, you've got some of the bands that are, are making kind of what I would consider uh, lowest common denominator country. And then you've got some artists like Chris Stapleton and Miranda Lambert and Casey Musgraves. And, and you know, there are plenty of others. In Brandy Carlisle, I would put yeah, on Jason that. Isbell and, yep. and people that. Um, that are really making good, solid country music out there. And to me, I think Chris Stapleton is a bit of a, like an anomaly. I mean, he's some guy, he's a guy that has the, the um, artistic credibility and has the, has the, you know, everybody just loves him. He's got, first off, he's an amazing singer, great guitar player, great songwriter. He's the triple threat over here. And he's making this very honest and real music. And somehow that's crossing over and being played next to, the bro country down by the river in my with my girlfriend in the truck songs. You well, know and I mean? he's the one who's winning awards too. And and right, his past so he is, was at uh, right. the station in with the steel drivers. Sorry, I cut yeah, you off, right. of it, but like no, the steel drivers were amazing. And you know, and it's it, it kind of is the same thing with some of the females in the genre, which I think is a big. That's been a, a, a big sticking point for me, is that you have some of the best country music being made right now, is being made by the females and. um you know, Casey Musgraves. Now, some would argue it's not really a country record. It's not. That's okay. It was still a, such an artistic record. There was a lot more depth to it. Um, but you know, that record swept the awards. I mean, it swept all every award you can think of. And yet, country radio largely ignored her. So why is that? What is it about that record that country radio wasn't willing to take a chance on? Well, I think it's just that she didn't fit the box. Uh, and also, country radio it has a long-standing problem with with you know females and race and other things we could get into in a different different conversation probably it's just it's a very interesting box there's a radio station here in our hometown and and the former programming director i met with her one time and she said look i'm sorry i'm just not going to play the shootouts and i said okay why is that what what is it she goes we don't play anything that is 110 percent tried and true literally focus group tested I thought that was incredible to hear that, to hear somebody just come out and say, look, if it's not focus group and we don't, we know it's, unless we know it's a surefire hit, we won't take a chance. Even if you're, you know, a local, a local favorite. Yeah. Have you moved on to number two yet, by the way, while we're, we're getting, yeah, I just, pour, just poured a little bit here. Okay. Perfect. Just poured a little. Okay. So my experience in radio 
there's consultants that come in. So even if you're the program director of a radio station, the consultant is coming in and saying, you're playing these songs. Yeah. So right. you're That's not it. picking them. So you got to find stations like lightning 100 in Nashville. Absolutely. And other stations. Lightning 100 WMOT lightning 100 in Nashville, both those stations, right. Just amazing. And because they'll take chances. I mean, um, you know, I, I've done a lot of work in cons- consulting and marketing and stuff um, with a public radio station here in Ohio that takes chances. They will play new artists. They'll take risks. And to me, that's kind of what music is about, right? Like, I mean, I, you know, there are, I have friends that literally are listening to the same stuff they listened to 20 years ago. And that's okay. I mean, I listened to the same stuff I listened to 20 years ago as well. But I'm not afraid to go out and discover new artists and discover new talent and and let that kind of... Um, speak to me as an artist, as a music lover, as, you know, try to tell my friends about these new acts. There's just something to be said about new music discovery. And I think there's something to be said about the access we have nowadays. I mean, if you think about when we were growing up, it was like, Hey, you got to go on Napster. You got to illegally download these songs to find new people. Now with Pandora and Spotify, there's curated right. radio stations where it's like, hey, you like Chris Stapleton? Maybe the shootouts are going to pop up in there. Maybe, right. And then yeah. somebody finds you. Yeah. And you know, and I'll tell you what, I mean, it, what, what that does is it kind of opens the gates a little bit. I mean, there are still, just like there's gatekeepers at country radio, there's gatekeepers at, at you know, the streaming platforms and things like that as well. But um, I, I do think that it's easier. You can't just turn on a radio station and say, I want to play the shootouts, but you can get on your phone and do that. And that's one thing that technology um, has has done. I mean, this new record, you know, that we just put out April 30th is called Bullseye. And, you know, lately I've been shipping product to, gosh, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Spain, Valencia, you know, like uh, the UK, various parts of the UK. And how are those people hearing about us? Well, some of them are probably hearing us on some Americana radio stations. But, you know, sure as shit, it's also because of places like Spotify and Pandora and things of that nature, too. Apple Music and such. So, you know, in a way, that's kind of helped level the playing field, for better or worse. I like being able to make sure that our music is accessible to anybody who wants to hear it. Absolutely get that. I think yeah. you cringed a little bit at sample number two. It's it's bitey. Uh, I know I said that about the first one, too. Granted, I should tell you, I haven't drank straight whiskey in, in quite a while. It's been a, been a few minutes since I've just chugged whiskey. But uh, well, you're not I chugging that, it; you're sipping it. No, I'm not. I'm sipping it. I like the smell of this one. I feel like it's got like some sweeter notes in the smell. Maybe I, are you getting that as well? Oh yes. You don't want to tell me, do you? <laughs> I, I can't wait to tell you all of this, but it's a buildup. Okay. It is I a, feel like number two has a little bit of sweetness to it. Although when I tasted it, it was pretty bitey. You get any fruit in there? Is there anything you're noticing? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, it smells like maybe vanilla a little bit or something. Or there, is there a little bit of something like that? You. There's vanilla. There's definitely a signature to this one. Okay. Hmm. Might be something that... Smell or taste? Both. Okay. There is, there is kind of a fruit. I don't, oh. wanna, I don't want okay. to sway you in any way. I'll just Are leave it apple maybe? Is it apple? There's something... I, I, or citrusy? There's something I can taste. I don't know what it is. I'm not always Save good a little bit out. of each one of them. I oh, I, yeah, trust me. I'm not, I'm not drinking these whole things to <laughs> I I get through the interview. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, I, I really love the music business and I love country music and, and, and even at its worst, you know, country radio still has something to offer. It's like I said earlier, I mean, there are acts that I don't, I don't necessarily listen to, 
but I understand the merit, right? I understand why people like it. And it might not be for me, but, but that's okay. I, I'm sure the shootouts aren't for everybody. It just, you know, the, but I will tell you this, John, too. One thing that's been really kind of cool is the number of people that come up to us after shows and say, you know, I don't like country music, but I really like you guys. You know, I mean, what do you, what else do you do, but just kind of laugh and say, and say, thank you. I mean, we're about as country as it gets by real traditional textbook country stand standards, gosh, music, like whiskey, like arts. I mean, it's all subjective, right? So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fun to me when people say that, because I feel like we're able to slowly, but surely one person at a time, turn some heads, you know, and then remind people that country music, like any genre is more than just what you hear on the radio. And so, you know, I, I feel like if we can keep turning people on to country music and, and for them to realize that there's a lot of different forms of country music, then I kind of feel like we're, that's, you know, one part of our mission. Now I want to talk about something. Yeah. Y'all covered. I want to dance with somebody. You also covered. Yes. Don't bring me down on that as well, but yeah, listen to it. It's awesome. I, I kind of feel like there's a little, you know, trampled by turtles is famous oh, yeah. for covering bluegrass. I mean, you could kind of put a honky tonk, I'm not saying do it all the time and I'm not saying yeah. go be a jukebox cover band, but like, sure. I thought it was really cool to hear that song in a different genre. That was kind of part of the, the thing is that we just finished putting out quick draw. We wanted to do something kind of fun. We basically said, wouldn't it be fun if we took some of some songs that we love just or some fun, classic pop songs, rock songs and made them sound like shootouts tunes, right? Like made them sound like with the Whitney Houston tune, we tried to make it sound like something Patsy Cline would have done. And, with the ELO song, we're like, what if this was recorded in Bakersfield in 1965? You know, I mean, so by way of the shootouts, of course. So uh, they were really fun to do. And I, and the response to both of them has been really, really positive. And uh, I think we'll certainly go back in and do more of that down the road. We'll probably just continue to do it as little EPs, little side project thing, or not um, stopgap project type stuff. But they're really fun. They always go over well live. It's really fun to see people when we start want to dance with somebody live that, and they're kind of like cock their head a little bit, like, how do, how do I know this? You know, until we get to the, you know, like the chorus, basically. As soon as you say, and when the night comes, everybody's like, yeah. Oh, I know what song it is yeah, now. Right. Yeah. That, that's about the spot. Yeah. And, uh, Brian Poston and I came up with both of those basically, but we were driving to Nashville together, just the two of us. And we were flipping through songs, trying to come up with some songs that we could cover. And we started talking about this idea of finding some songs that we could put our own spin on and make them sound like country songs so that if you didn't know the originals, you wouldn't know any better. This one came up and, and you know, you have to try to look through the 80s gloss that's on the, you know, the, the original of, of, of that song. Brian arranged it. We, you know, played it as a band and it felt right. And with the ELO song, it's just I'm a huge ELO fan. I love Jeff Lynn, anything the guy does had a chance to see ELO a few years ago. I was just blew my mind. I said, you know, I feel like that could be a country song. So it, it, we, I, it was a song I already knew how to play. And I, we were in practice uh, one time and I said, all right, just follow me. And, you know, we just kind of started messing with it and it stuck. So one suggestion, Miley Cyrus's We Can't Stop is <laughs> a perfect song. Like it just goes yeah. along with everything. And that first line, red cups and sweaty bodies everywhere. I mean, you think about it. It's like it goes to kind of like a pop thing. Yeah. Could go to a country thing. Uh, we could do and then Maybe we could do two Miley songs next time. We could do that one and we could do like party in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> or wrecking ball. Like wrecking ball. I'm sure somebody's already done that. I'm sure somebody like has. But you guys could put your own spin on it. I think it would be. Yeah, good. right. I want to talk about quick draw before we talk about bullseye. Yep. When I listen to this, I swear 
I love Reckless Abandon. I love the opening of that. Like I was listening to that and I'm like, man, I want him to send me that in instrumental and I want that to be the new theme for Dad Shrinky Bourbon. Like that's that'd be awesome. If you I have been looking for a new song. If yeah. you have any interest in that, I love that song. I love the the twangy opening to that song. Heck quick yes. Quick draw, which is the title track. It is an instrumental track and it's fun. Yeah. It, you know, and that was, that really comes from Brian Poston, our guitarist. Uh, he, he is a monster. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's, he's, you know, 30 years old and he's been, he plays like he's been playing for 30 years. I mean, he's unbelievable. And he, and as long as I've known him now, six years, he just keeps getting better. And there are times that we will be on stage and Emily and I will look at each other while he's playing a solo and just start laughing. Cause we're like, I, I you can't believe it. Like he still manages to impress us after six years, uh, which I think is a good thing. I think that's a fun camaraderie to have, you know, when you can still impress each other, he's a phenomenal talent. And so I told him, I said, man, you know, why don't you write an instrumental? We'll see about putting it on the record. He, he turned around and in three days gave me a fully produced demo of that song as you hear it. And I mean, the producers didn't change anything. We didn't change anything as a band. We went in, we learned it from his demo and we cut it as a band and that was it because it was such a good arrangement and such a good song. And I said, what are you going to call the, uh, what do you want to call this song? And he thought about it. And he said, I think I want to call it quick draw. And I said, well, there's our album title. And so with same thing with this record, I went to him, I said, all right, you got to write a new instrumental for us. You know, and he, same thing. He presented that tune. Everybody learned the demo again, no, no real changes made. I mean, it, cause it was so, so solid. And, uh, yeah, I said, what are you going to call it? Same thing. Thought about it for a minute and said, how about bullseye? And I said, all right, there's our album title. So people keep asking like how long we can carry this, this on. And I said, uh, I tell them I am up for the challenge. And I don't want you to think that I'm like that <laughs> asshole who keeps giving suggestions. Like no, no, it's that's just fine. things pop in my head creatively. And it's like, there's gotta be one named high noon. It's really funny. You say that a, a very good friend of mine said that. And I told Brian, I said, you should try writing a song called high noon. So yeah, we're already ahead on that one. I, I just think of like, what are all the awesome things about old Westerns? And you think about the marketing part that you bring to it. I mean, your, your yeah. album cover looks like it's like the good, the bad, the ugly. It's Clint Eastwood <laughs> coming yeah. to the center of, t I mean, well, this guy is actually a lot happier than Clint Eastwood. He, he looks very <laughs> happy to have a gun in his hand. Which, you know what, which I'm glad though. I'm glad because this record uh, is kind of overall, it's a fun record. And I think overall, we're a fun band. I mean, life is way too short to take yourself too seriously. And we actually cut 15 songs for, for Bullseye. We only put thir uh, 12 on the record. And, and I really, when I started listening to the all 15 finished mixes, I thought, you know, this needs to be a fun record. The last year has been shit for so many people. And, and if we can help people take their mind off of it for just 30 minutes, you know, then I feel like, you know, we're doing something right. And so, and I also think it's part of what, the shootout's mission is, I mean, part of the reason why I enjoy this so much is that it, it made music fun again for me after being a musician for a while. And, and, and it still is fun. And it's so fun to play this music and it's fun to see people react to it. So why not have an image that's kind of fun as well? Because, uh, you know, there's too many people that are, are way too precious and serious about their art. That's okay. There's a place for that as well. But I really just want, I want us to, to portray, uh, you know, kind of a tongue in cheek, you know, sense of fun in everything we do. I think there's a lot of fun songs on here from, you know, rattlesnake whiskey that we talked about hurt, heartbroke, here come the blues, everything I know waiting on you, missing the mark, 
forgot to forget <laughs> so many good songs on here. Thank you. I listened to the whole thing for all of you. I mean, they're on Spotify, they're on Pandora, they're on YouTube, they're on Yeah. Go to the what is it? The shootouts.com. Shootoutsmusic.com. Shootoutsmusic.com is the website. So there are plenty of places for you to get this without having to pay for it, but then you should go to iTunes and download it and support bands that are trying to yeah. get it, not just go the streaming route because sure. you, you want to talk about the music industry and how things go. Oh, we've been, gosh. You know, they're, yeah, they're, how much time you got? Well, I mean, if you think about it, back <laughs> when I was in radio, it's like you had that one week out of the year where you did ASCAP, BMI, and CSEC. Maybe, you know, you're, you're indicative of like one-tenth of what you're playing all year. Oh, yeah. And it's just like the one time they're looking at it. So when you think about how bands get royalty from streaming and radio. Yeah, it's, it's not good, unfortunately. I mean, it's just, it's not, uh, it hasn't caught up yet, it, it, you know. And uh, it's, it makes it tough for bands like us that are just kind of getting their feet wet. I mean, this new record has been, you know, largely what I would call successful for us. But, uh, you know, there's still a long ways to go. And, um, you know, the, the single biggest way that people can help support bands they love, and, and I'm not saying this about for people with us, I'm talking about in general, any band, especially, uh, you know, up and coming independent bands, anything like that. The single biggest thing you can do to support them is go to their shows, buy tickets, tell your friends, bring them to the shows, go to the website, buy the merch, buy that shirt, buy the vinyl. Because when you, those are direct ways that, that you can put money in your favorite band's pocket, whereas, um, you know, streaming things of that nature, it's, it's pennies on the dollar if you're lucky. And so, you know, if you really believe in a band, any band, put your money where your mouth is and go to their merch site, spend the money for the, you know, buying stuff directly from them, because that's really a way that they can help continue doing what they're doing. Have you started drinking number three yet? I'm, I'm on it right now. Just okay. starting right now. When are you all torn again? You know, I yeah, I think it's one of those things where nobody really, everybody's still trying to figure it out, even the major artists. And I think a lot of things are getting announced. Some things are not getting announced. There were people that were supposed to still go out this summer that now push it back till next year. There's people who are going out sooner than they thought. We very much as a band fall in the camp that we can't wait to go out and play. We want to go out and tour. We've got things on the calendar, but we don't want to do it at anybody at the risk of anybody's health. Luckily, it seems like we are trending in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction where, um, you know, everybody can be safe and can go to shows sooner than later, hopefully. So, uh, you know, we're going to largely stay uh, a little closer to home for, for summer and, and uh, do some regional dates, do some local dates, largely outdoor things where we can make sure that people feel comfortable as we kind of get back into concerts for a lot of folks. I think we're going to probably start touring again as soon as we can. You know, we, we lost a lot of shows last year, a lot of shows. So picking up those pieces, but each venue, each state, it's everybody's got different rules, regulations, and different comfort levels. So it's, it's a lot of work right now to put that together. Um, but I would say by September, October, you'll start seeing more of us uh, out and about touring to support this record. But uh, even like I said, even some other regional stuff before then. Nashville does not give two shits. Like if you went to downtown yeah. Nashville right now, yeah. you would not know anything was going on. I'm not ready to be in that environment. Like I just want to be right. around a bottle of whiskey with some people having a good time, sharing a pour, yeah. telling stories, laughing. I'm not yeah. ready to be at Kid Rock's place. Like right, shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think there's a lot of people that are like that. I mean, I you know I've been seeing a friend of mine has a venue. 
And uh, she posted recently and asked people, what, what's your comfort level? What are you willing to do this summer? And it was all over the map. But, but more people than not said, I just don't know if I'm ready to go stand in the sweaty club yet. But to be honest, I wasn't ready to stand at the sweaty club before <laughs> COVID. Right. To be fair, I didn't want to do that shit before, before COVID. Like, yeah. And it's funny, a, a friend of mine, that same friend, she said, um, well, you know, would earlier shows help? And I said, earlier shows would have helped before COVID. Nobody wants to stay out late anymore. It's not even, I mean, it's like once you get to a certain point in your life, now, I, I never asked this. Do you have kids? I do not have kids. But, you know, you're not the 30-year-old who is uh, in, in your band. You're, you are not your bandmate that's 30 years old out there ready to, like, <laughs> stay up till four in the morning all the time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can still do it. I don't prefer it anymore. No, that's but, the thing. I, the same thing with me. It's like, I can do it, but I, I would rather be streaming old TV shows till one in the morning <laughs> than being out at the bar because yeah, I have better shit to drink here, and it's right. cheaper. Nashville, too. Prices are friggin' crazy. Like, oh, I know. Drinks down there. Drinks and food and everything like that is... I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some amazing restaurants and bars down there, but but you pay for it. Well, and the food is fine. I mean, I'm fine paying for food, but when I'm paying $25 for something that is a $40 bottle or $50 bottle, and I'm like... Yeah, right. Two ounces does not cost half the bottle. Like, I, I no. know that there is an on-prem markup, but like, that's kind of crazy. I agree. I think so. I think number three is maybe the smoothest. It had the least bite going down right off the bat. It seemed like interesting. That's maybe my, my take is that it seems uh, like there was, it was the least bitey of the three. I've said that bitiness a few times, but so what I will tell you, and and I'm not preaching, I'm not being condescending when I say this, it is subjective, but you got to figure out what works for you. Taste like, don't feel like you have to have tasting notes where you're like, I get anise and this and that. And yeah, I know I've never been that type of guy, whether it's be wine tasting or, or, you know, liquor tasting things like that. I'm not that type of type of guy. I mean, I know what I like. I know what I don't like. And, I, and I'm happy to, I, I like branching. I like trying new things, new foods, new drinks, new whatever. But, um, and I, here's the thing. All three of these are good. I don't have a problem with any of them. So what uh, was your favorite? I'd say maybe, I would maybe go in order of three, just for smoothness alone. It, although it had a good taste to it as well. I would go maybe three. I think the bitiest was number two, but it also had a really good smell. I'd go three, two, one. That's interesting. All right, we, uh, you, you ready? You ready for the reveal here? Yeah, I'm absolutely ready. We're going to go in reverse order. So we'll go one, two, three until you get to okay. your, your very end. Yep. So number one was Old Tub. Okay. This is a $20 bottle from Jim Beam. Old Tub was the original label that James Beam put out before it was Jim Beam bourbon. So that was the That's original so cool. thing. It is a throwback. It's a hundred proof. Before Jim Beam bourbon, the Beam family made Old Tub, an unfiltered bonded bourbon. Old Tub was the foundation for what would become the world's number one bourbon. This limited edition bottle is a tribute to that groundbreaking whiskey. So like I told you, wow, there is a variance of price. There, you know, This yeah. is a $20 bottle that you're getting 100 proof for, for 20 bucks. Not a sure. terrible thing. No, not a bad deal at all. And is that something you can get everywhere? Or is that like a special thing? It is a special thing right now, but okay. it is it is a wider release. So we actually had Tim on from Jim Beam recently. He was talking about it. Old Tub was one of those ones where they did it in the distillery. They did it in a 375 instead of a 750. 
and then realized it was doing well. So they did a wider release with the 750. You can find it. I mean, if you're going around, I'm pretty sure it's in Ohio. I know Ohio is an ABC state, but if you can't find it, I got you. I'll find a way to get you one. Second one. This is one of the, the best things on the market right now. Zeke and I are huge fans of it. We probably have picked more than any other podcast. I think we've picked 14 of these between us already, and wow. that is Jack Daniels Barrel Proof. Oh, wow. And this is one that we picked. If you see this right here, <laughs> that is me on the sticker. So one of the things with barrel picks, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes no, yeah, you put the a sticker, a custom sticker on, you name it do something else but there's a group of us we call ourselves the wolf pack there's a, a group out of chicago and when we pick barrels together we say it's a wolf pack pick and we took there's a guy who works at, at jack daniels his name is goose and he is a large fellow and i am a large <laughs> fellow so they took my face and put it on his body with photoshop and that was the sticker for this one so That's here cool. is the sticker shock for you on this this is jack daniels single barrel barrel proof it is 66.9% ABV, 133.8 proof. Wow. And no way. It is aged about I mean, that, five that would years. be why it was so bitey. Like why I immediately felt like, holy smokes. And what I would tell you is something like this. If you have some left over, which I, I assume you do. I know you didn't pour I the do. whole thing. Yeah. Try putting a drop of water in. Don't put a whole lot wow. of water in, but just okay. that will proof it down. You yeah. can add some water and proof it. Maybe you don't want it 133 proof. Maybe you want it 120 right. proof. And it just takes enough of the bite off for you that it's good. Right. You know, and, and is that now? So, how do you feel about drinking things on ice versus drinking a meat? I don't give two shits how you drink it as long as you like drinking <laughs> it that way. I think awesome. there's too much pretension in whiskey. Yeah. And that, I agree. That's just going to proof it down. I mean, if you. I'm a data guy. I'm in IT now. I think about Excel spreadsheets. I would rather have more data and then filter to the amount of data sure. I need. Same right. thing with whiskey. It's like, I would rather have 133 proof, be able to add some ice if I want to drink it sure. neat. If I want to like have the option. Yeah. This stuff is 65 bucks. It's easy to get like some of that allocated stuff that's out there right now that you can't get, you can't go get right. VTAC, you can't go get that other stuff. This Jack Daniels barrel proof is out there and people can find it and it's yeah. good. Well, and that, that doesn't strike me. I mean, I don't, I'm not a kind of sewer necessarily, but uh, that doesn't strike me as a really awful price for something that is that, that high No, test. that's a great price. The fruit, I didn't want to give it away for you. But yeah, okay. But was there a little vanilla in there? Vanilla and banana. Banana. So wow. try, t- try taking another sip of it, knows it. I know once I tell you that, that's the problem when people tell you like. Right. Now I smell it. Yeah. And it is a signature for Brown Foreman and Jack Daniels. A lot of people will taste it and say that's banana. Next time I'm in Nashville, I would love to, I'd love to go visit the, the Jack distillery with you guys or do something. I, I know uh, Emily, my backup singer, and I know that our drummer Dylan they are also whiskey fans. I, we, we totally need to do this in person. <laughs> There's so many of them. And now, I mean, cause we could go to Nelson's, we could go to Corsair, yeah. we could go to H Clark, we could go to Leapers Fork. So a bunch of places nearby and then drive down to Jack, whatever you want to do. But last nice. but not least, I know yeah. I've kept you on here for a while. Oh, you're fine. 
Sarah told me that you are a fan of Maker's Mark. So I do tend to like Maker's Mark. So this last one was the 2021 limited edition Maker's Mark. So this isn't the regular Maker's Mark. This okay. is the limited release. It is FAE01, and that is the different staves that they put in. This was 10 virgin toasted American oak staves. It comes in at 110.6 proof, 55.3% ABV. And they say the tasting notes on the bottle, a fruit forward expression with notes of tobacco and wood. But what I would say Mm. the moral of the story here is bourbon is always going to be 51% corn at least. And then you're going to have the secondary grain. You probably tend to want to go to a wheat more than a rye as your secondary grain because some people will have the wheat be a sweeter profile. Like you just want something you can crush rather than (laughs) rather than something that has some bite. I mean, I'm not shooting makers. Usually my favorite drink is an old fashioned. Right. And so, you know, or something like that, different old. So, I mean, makers is is a kind of a a good, easy old fashioned when you're at a bar that you don't really know. And you're like, can I have, you make old fashions and they say, yes, you usually you're like, okay, I can't go wrong with it. If they, if they have makers and they have nothing else, you know what I mean? So that, that's, um, that's kind of, that's my favorite drink. And so it's funny though, that I liked this one best and ended up being a makers. And when she said that to me, I was like, all right, I'm going to throw this one out there for him. So that he gets one of these ones that he might not easily get in that limited you know, edition I could makers. Smell, I could smell the wood now that you say that burnt wood or some sort of like wood. Oh, and that's the thing that makers is doing. And, and Jane over at makers, who is the, um, she is the director of innovation and, all sorts of stuff over there, but they have been playing with state their whole makers mark private select, which is what the equivalent of a barrel pick of makers mark is. You literally go and you have these different staves. So they have samples that have had different staves in it and you get to play around with it and say how much of each percentage of every blend do you want? And then you come up with your own blend of finished staves. Either way, I'm really glad you got to do a blind. This was fun. I am too, man. I this was so much fun. I mean, you know, for this new record, man, um, we uh, we've done a lot of promo, a lot of promo, a lot of interviews from radio, podcasts, TV, magazine. This is easily the most fun in the sense that it's just so unique. I, I appreciate you sending me whiskey, which was so cool. Uh, I won't tell the post office, but I appreciate you. <laughs> It was very unique, and I think it's a it's a it's a fun fun concept to send somebody a drop off whiskey for somebody and <laughs> and have them have them do a blind taste test. It's, it was really fun. And now you can tell your friend that it was not urine. No, I think it was whiskey. I'm pretty sure. Everybody, <laughs> go check out the shootouts, Ryan. Thank you so much. I think a great way to end this is if you have an MP3 of Rattlesnake whiskey. Yeah. Send it over to me if you're sure okay thing. with it. I will yeah, of course. end it with this. I am not lying where I will absolutely change the opening of Dad's Drinky Bourbon to Reckless I'll Abandon. I'll tell you what. I got to figure out. I'm pretty sure I have an instrumental. If not, I know I can get one. But uh, we we will stay in touch for sure, man. That that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And and I'll send you Rattlesnake Whiskey. And we'll, we'll stay in touch because I want to talk about the, the Rattlesnake Whiskey bottles. And, and I'll get you... Uh, See if I can get you an instrumental as well. Heck yeah. We can't wait. And uh, I can't wait to to share some pours in person. Ryan, thank you so much yeah. from the shootouts. Go find them. What are all your social 
ways yeah. people can follow you. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're on all the socials at at shootouts music. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at shootouts music. And uh, that's our website as well. Shootoutsmusic.com. We've got uh, videos up there. You can watch from the new album. We've got a little live video. We did at the rock and roll hall of fame. We've got, you can buy all sorts of fun stuff. We did some limited edition vinyl. I'm a big colored vinyl fan. And we already blew through our first order of vinyl. We're on our second order of vinyl now. There's some fun colors of that. So we have a bunch of fun stuff to do with over at the website. If you're interested, that's shootoutsmusic.com. Everybody check them out. I like it. It makes you feel good. It's like that country music, that honky tonk that makes you feel good. So check out the shootouts. You can also check us out on Facebook at Dad's Ricky Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Ricky Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Chances are you already have because you're listening to us right now. You can also find us here in Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers.